0: Dear listeners, welcome to our podcast. We have with us Dr. Anand Krishnamurti, Senior Manager, Industry Process Consultation, Biovia at Dassault Systems, to discuss the importance of artificial intelligence in the field of drug discovery. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Anand Krishnamurti. Tell us about the average drug discovery pipeline. How many phases are there on an average? Are there any legacy inefficiencies that companies are still holding on to?
1: The process of discovering, testing and gaining approval for a drug actually consults what is called the drug discovery process. It involves a variety of steps in that and the first step is the research and development and followed by the preclinical studies followed by clinical trials, which includes phase one, phase two, and phase three respectively, and followed by review and approval. The R&D lasts for a period of three to six years. And in the second step, which is a part of preclinical studies, which lasts over one to two years, involves three steps, basically where the experiments on the screened molecule are done on certain specific cells, followed by in vivo studies where the testing is done in animals before taking it to the clinical trials. The third one step is the required standards basically where they test on two mammals. So the mammal could be a rat, the mammal could be mice, it could be monkeys before they proceed to human clinical trials. The third step is basically the clinical trials. In this clinical trials, you will see that the success is 70% in the phase one 33% 33% in phase two, followed by 25% in phase three. And in this phase one, phase two and phase three, there are a different number of patients who actually registered themselves to see the different effects of the drug And following this, there is a review and approval process where the whole details and the reports that is established through the clinical trials is submitted to the regulatory authorities. And one in a 5000 different study or a molecule only makes it to the market. That's why it takes approximately 10 to 16 years for the drug to make it into the market. So some of the inefficiencies can be tackled with the latest technologies. And one of them associated with that is what is called the target identification. If I go back to 1980s and 1990s when the first human genome was sequenced, it took more than 10 years for the sequencing of the human genome. So with the advent of the sequencing of the human genome, many new drug targets came into place where people were actually trying out innovative ideas in identifying certain specific molecules or leads or drug substances which actually combat and target these specific uh, proteins. So in the stage where in the R&D where actually people are working on different ways to screen a set of compounds, we have in the virtual space around 10 to the power of 60 molecules through which for a specific target, we need to identify certain specific molecules which modulate that activity. So to do that, they have used different set of approaches. Earlier, it was just virtual screening or database screening. Today, we have something called as a pharmacophore-based screening. We have shape-based screening. We have machine learning-based approaches to do that also. The artificial intelligence and imaging are the other techniques which have been widely employed and these methods have actually given us some concrete results in terms of identifying specific drugs pertaining to specific targets.
0: What should the ideal drug discovery pathway look like in the wake of COVID-19? How close are we to achieving it?
1: One of the important consideration in developing a drug discovery pathway is to use some intensive approaches. So some of the infectious diseases what we have seen like COVID-19 which is spreading globally as a pandemic at a, such a fast pace. One of the ways of uh, combating these type of diseases basically epidemics or pandemics is by what is called as repurposing of the drugs. So repurposing of drugs is basically using the existing drugs which is in the market which have some alternative functions in addition to the desired function for which it was discovered and trying out that on that. So. That way we use repurposing drugs to identify certain specific molecules which combat these diseased conditions. The second part is leverage drugs and molecules that is reported to have an activity against coronavirus. So although there are different uh, types of coronaviruses that's uh, present in the nature or in the world, so we need to identify what are the molecules that have been used to combat these coronaviruses earlier or different versions of these coronaviruses. We also have to look at to search for substances that interact with multiple proteins from related coronavirus because we might have coronaviruses of different mutants basically and each of them actually constitutes a specific protein or expresses into specific protein so we need to look at those substances also we also need to target human proteases that is involved in the activation of the viral spike protein as in COVID-19 case we need to also have drugs that target receptor mediated endocytosis and budding of these viral particles. Vaccine development is another key area Our approach that has been used in the case of COVID-19, where a specific vaccine related to the COVID-19 pandemic or an infection can be developed using both the computational techniques as well as the wet lab techniques.
0: Could you tell us a little bit about what artificial intelligence means in the context of drug discovery? Which AI techniques in particular come into play when developing new drugs?
1: So artificial intelligence is basically classified into two categories. One is called as machine learning, other one is called as deep learning. And as far as drug discovery is concerned, artificial intelligence comes into play at the R&D stage itself. It proceeds along to the preclinical stage and goes on to clinical stage, as well as in the review and approval process. Also, there are people who use AI. So, in the uh, in the R&D stage specifically, when uh, we need to identify a specific target, there are different AI-based approaches where the target characterizations can be done and the specific target con- pertaining to a diseased condition can easily be sorted out, can also be picked out and based on that the screening of the molecules is done so i'll give you a simple example if you see the x-ray method is one of the methods nuclear magnetic resonance spectroscopy is one of the methods the third method is called as electron microscopy electron microscopy comes out with a set of images basically and in these images you see the images of these specifically the proteins and there will be certain sites on these proteins where we have to identify certain molecules so that it interacts effectively there to combat that diseased condition other one is predicting the target in a disease, so you might have multiple targets corresponding to a disease. How do we predict which target is responsible for which diseased conditions? Because if you see diabetes, to identify these specific targets, AI is also one of the preferred techniques to be used. And once this is done, we need to identify the specific compounds or specific molecules which go and combat these protein targets to combat these diseases. So these screening methods will allow you to screen millions and millions of molecules to identify the right molecule or modify the right molecule or design a new molecule these are the ways by which the screening of compounds happens and this also allows you to predict the druggability of a molecule so you have identified a new molecule the molecule whether it is druggable or not druggable we need to identify that because if you have a molecule which is a huge one Naturally, its absorption into the bloodstream, its distribution into the bloodstream, its metabolism and its excretion is totally affected. So you need to have certain specific uh, methods by which you predict the drugability of these molecules which also uses AI in majority of the cases. Other approach which started from the year 1952 where they used the electronic parameters called as steric coefficients to predict the activity of a molecule when it goes to the lab. is called as quantitative structure activity relationship. And from 1952, people have been working on paper using AI-based approaches to predict the activity of these specific molecules which have been discovered. Other ways, other properties that uses AI is also for the admin distribution for the toxicity of the compounds to predict the toxicity of different compounds. In India, we call it as genotoxicity. All over the world, we call it as genotoxicity. So genotoxicity is basically finding out whether a molecule is mutagenic, carcinogenic or toxic in nature because it needs to be administered to the human or even mammals. So before that, that assessment needs to be done. In the clinical trials, the patient population, am I going to pick the right patient for this clinical trial, for this drug, or if I'm going to pick up the wrong patients? There are cases where they might target the wrong patients. For example, they would have have bought up a molecule, which uh, this molecule should have been in specific to a disease which happens because of of different diverse habits, basically eating non-vegetarian food, for example, if you take it. And if you're going to test it on people who eat vegetarian food, if it works also, it's not going to benefit to the end patients. So you have to choose the right patients. So artificial intelligence also allows you to choose the right patients. In the review and uh, approval stage, you have large number of documents, which is reviewed by the FDA or any of the regulatory agencies. So they need to identify specific keywords, perform uh, sentiment analysis on that or perform uh, text-based analysis on that to identify the the correct approach that the documents have in terms of the results that is obtained from the clinical trials. So in this way, you have multiple ways by which AI used in drug discovery.
0: Could AI... ML and deep learning contribute towards our efforts in fighting the pandemic? Which are the specific areas of application?
1: So the task of finding a successful new drug candidates is really daunting and predominantly the most difficult part of drug development. If I'm going to define virtually how many molecules are there in the world, then nearly 10 to the power of 60 molecules which can be virtually developed in a computer or using computational technique. So if I have to identify the right molecule for the right pandemic disease or for the right target, I need to have different AI and ML or deep learning based approaches. So AI is used in identification and validation of drug targets, as I mentioned. And it is also used for des- designing new drugs. It's used for drug repurposing. It's used to improve the efficiency of the R&D. It also is used to aggregate and analyze biomedicine information and also helps you to make decisions about the patients, to recruit the patients for clinical trials. The one of the most important part is prediction of the synthetic routes related to drug-like molecules. So, how do I synthesize a molecule? So, for example, in the R&D stage I have identified molecules computationally, but how do I synthesize it? I should have an AI-based approaches which uses different permutations and combination to identify the right product that emerges out of a set of reactants. So, which means that I should not synthesize a product or a drug molecule which already exists. So, for example, there are different ways by which You can identify these targets or which is also called as biomarkers. And the techniques are called as systems biology techniques. So this systems biology technique uses genomics, uses generation next generation sequencing techniques to identify a polymorphism or a change or a substitution in some of the nucleotides which is present in the sequence. And based on that substitution, you can find some novel targets. So AI has been phenomenally used by many innovative companies to identify these biomarkers for these specific targets. And these are some of the great areas where AI has been used.
0: Apart from designing the chemical structure, could AI, ML and deep learning streamline preclinical and clinical research? What would be the market implications of this?
1: So AI has been used for understanding the pathways to find molecular targets. AI has been used to find the hit and lead compounds and artificial intelligence is also used for synthesis of drug like compounds. And the first step is called as a retrosynthetic approach which is used to analyze the target compounds. Then identify the specific reaction that actually convert them into target compounds so that's some of the ways by which other than the chemical structure basically you can use it in addition to that prediction of the mode of action of these compounds although we are not talking about designing the compounds once the design of the compounds is done we need to predict the mode of action of these compounds we also need to identify the set of population for the clinical trials so ai tool to assess clinical trials for finding out specific diseases in patients to which it is targeted. And phenomenally, AI also has been used for drug repurposing purposes. Artificial intelligence has also been used into what is called the polypharmacology. So polypharmacology is the concept of one disease, multiple targets paradigm, which dominates over the one disease, one target paradigm. And one of the diseases is called as tuberculosis. In tuberculosis, we have multiple targets to be targeted. So if I have a one active compound which targets across multiple targets, then the need is actually filled up, which means that I'll be able to target multiple targets for one specific disease conditions. What are the market implications? So large number of companies today are innovating with this approach using the AI. And if you see one company from the US has actually identified a lead candidate using artificial intelligence and that's one of the first companies to come out with an AI based drug and it's gone to the stage of clinical trials so we have that partner in Japan who is working on the clinical trials and the clinical trials started in March they gave an announcement by end of January saying that they have the first AI drugs that's into the stage of clinical trials and there are many companies who have been collaborating with many pharmaceutical giants in using novel or innovative approaches in AI to come out with drugs, thereby reducing the time of three to six years in an R&D stage to considerably a lower set. So there is exponential increase in the growing partnership between AI companies and pharmaceutical companies. And today we have more than 400 companies which is actually available or which are present in the world which uses novel innovative ideas using AI to come out with a lead candidate.
0: AI-led drug discovery involves participation from multiple stakeholders. Which field could collaborate towards meaningful progress amid COVID-19? Why is this so necessary?
1: Yeah, so amid this COVID-19 pandemic, uh, there are specific AI based approaches that we can actually work on and one of them is AI based drug repurposing. So the concept of applying an existing therapeutic to a new disease is advantageous because a new drug is qualified directly to go to phase two trials rather than into the clinical or phase one trials. Because it has been already implicated for a different conditions without having to pass through phase one clinical trial and toxicity or toxicology testing again. Thereby it makes the product come to the market faster. So in the COVID-19 case that is the same case. Another one as far as the AI based approaches to speed up the process in COVID-19 pandemic is what is called the polypharmacology because today we are talking about COVID-19 and everybody is coming out with one new target associated with COVID-19. It could be a protein target, it could be a protein, other macromolecule based targets. So we need to target multiple targets so we cannot feed people with multiple drug substances or drug molecules in the form of tablets or injectables such that we will be combating multiple target cases. So AI in polypharmacology is extremely important. The third one is the full role of AI in drug development is still being elucidated by different stakeholders and they want to understand AI in different ways, considering the set of tools that's available with AI, the set of imaging that is available with AI, the type of deep learning approaches that AI uses under this umbrella term.
0: Tell us how Dassault Systems is making it possible to leverage AI, ML, and deep learning in drug research and development.
1: So Dassault System has a very long history of working in the drug discovery platform. In 1978, uh, Dassault System had a program called TOPCAT, that's called Toxicity Assessment by Computer-Based Technology. And that was the first program to use machine learning, which is again a type of AI as I mentioned some time back, to assess the genotoxicity of the compound. So as per the guidelines that was given by the FDA, for the drug, drug molecules to go to the next level or go to export purposes. Many of the generic companies need to satisfy one condition where they need to give assess the toxicity of the compounds and the toxicity of the impurities that goes by in their process. And this TOPCAT uses what is called the QSAR-based approach, follows the OECD guidelines to assess the genotoxicity of the compound. We have many customers who use this product to assess the toxicity of the impurities, the toxicity of the substances, toxicity of compounds that run through their process pipeline. Other product that we have is called as Discovery Studio. And Discovery Studio is phenomenally the life science modeling and simulation tool that's available with the uh, DESO system. Discovery Studio allows you not to only model structures and simulate them, but also uses AI based approaches to predict The absorption, distribution, metabolism, and excretion properties related to a set of compound that you screen. Other one, what we have is called the process production operation tool called discoverant. That allows you to predict the shelf life. It also allows you to predict specific parameters, which is responsible for an investigation that has been raised through a quality step, basically. And uh, we also have science cloud which allows you to collaborate across all of these research platforms, across multiple industries, across multiple customers, or even CROs and academics. We have recently introduced what is called the Generative Therapeutics Design, and this Generative Therapeutics Design is fully AI-based tool available on the cloud, on the Dassault Systems 3D Experience platform that shortens the discovery cycle key to improving the productivity and enhance the competitiveness for the biopharmaceutical industry so there are even some uh, IT impacts related to this so it's an agile certified cloud-based communication across different organization with CROs can also be established so according to Dassault systems AI design drugs is relatively tedious and also straightforward so there are lots and lots of possible molecules that might be useful in the medication and far too many and medical research or medical uh, research will not be able to conduct manually test each and everything so we need to have different types of ai based programs so a computer-based ai program is called gtd and that allows you to minimize the number of tests that needs to be done for a molecule to come into the market for combating a disease or targeting a specific protein target
0: what are your thoughts on the continued implementation of these technologies in a post-COVID-19 world.
1: Yeah, so currently there are no developed drugs that have utilized AI-based approaches. But based on the advances that we see, it is likely that it will take another two to three years for the drugs to be developed. I told you some time back that uh, we had a company in the US who have been using the AI based approaches and they were the first company to come with AI based approach for a drug that entered into the clinical trials. And uh, therefore you will see that, that it will take another two to three years for this drug to come into the market. So it's not going to be immediate as such, but definitely it will take a couple of years to have these AI based drugs come into the market. Another interesting thing is that experts strongly believe that AI will change the way the pharmaceutical industry functions today and the way the drugs are discovered. So as an individual, for me, I'll be interested in the way I design my algorithm, how I train my algorithm to find the right candidate, how I use AI in repurposing for the drugs. These are the different approaches as an individual I will be looking at. And this creates a suitable workspace where ai the artificial intelligence person or the machine learning expert and the medical chemist or medicinal chemist can work closely together because they'll be able to analyze huge set of data and this huge set of data based on the analysis using the machine learning algorithms will be oriented for a specific disease or a specific target so despite the benefit of ai speeding up the drug discovery or the drug development So real experiments also need to be conducted to validate them. So additionally, AI can be used in assisting gene therapy, other therapies that are not available to us as tools in the healthcare today. So with AI, the possibility of combining regenerative medicine with pharmacology and gene therapy emerges out.
0: Thank you, Dr. Anand Krishnamurti. I hope this was insightful for all of us and the professionals working in the field of drug discovery if you have any questions you can tweet and tag 3ds india or you can also email us at ankita.handa at 3ds.com